Take your Bibles this morning and turn to Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus chapter 23. John's Gospel tells us, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple. And they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together. But the other disciple did outrun Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping down to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peeper came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen clothes lying there, the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scriptures that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their own homes. It had been quite a week. A week that was full of anticipation. A week that was looking towards celebration. A week that ended in confusion and the cross. And as you look at the schedule of that week, you discover that on each of these days, there was something that was to take place in the life of Israel. Here in Leviticus chapter 23, we have the order of the feasts that Israel was to celebrate. And beginning with verse 4, we read, These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, the holy convocations which you shall proclaim at the, time of, at the appointed time. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. Now, did you get that? The 14th day. And on the 15th day, did you catch that? That's the day after the 14th day. All right. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. That's a special Sabbath. You shall not do any ordinary work. But you shall present a food offering to the Lord for seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. And you shall not do any ordinary work. Verse 9. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I give you and reap the harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. And you shall wave the sheep before the Lord so that you may be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now let me just stop right there. The day after the Sabbath. We start with choosing the Passover lamb on Sunday. And we move very quickly down through the schedule and recognize that the next event was that the Passover lamb would be killed. That was the Passover. We then discover that the next event was the beginning of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. 
A weekly Sabbath would take place, and then first fruits would take place on Sunday of that week. That's why everybody was in Jerusalem. They were there to celebrate these three feasts to the Lord. They were there to celebrate the Passover, which reminded them of God's deliverance, the recognition that God had brought them out of Egypt. And that he had taken his people toward the promised land, giving to them that which he had committed to them. They were there to to celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You will remember that when they left Egypt, there was no time for their bread to rise. They left with flat loaves. Unleavened bread. In the New Testament, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians... That we are to remove our, from our lives the leaven. That we are to take out the sin that it represents. And the people of Egypt were leaving the old life. And going toward a new life. And that was the celebration that they had in Jerusalem that day. The feast of first fruits. The giving to God the first of all that God had given to them. It was a springtime celebration. It was a new life celebration. It was a celebration that recognized that God deserved the first part of everything of their lives because He had given to them everything that they needed for their lives. This was why they were there to celebrate in Jerusalem. Now as you look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, you discover that on that Sunday, when the Passover lamb was chosen, he entered Jerusalem. That was what we celebrated last week. For they said, Hosanna, blessed is the one who cometh in the, in the name of the Lord. It was his triumphal entry. And we understand that during that entry, the crowds were there to welcome him. They were there to understand that he was indeed the one who they expected to be the king and to set up his kingdom. He was the one who was, they thought, to overthrow the Roman government and give them freedom Little did they know that just a few days later they would cry for his execution, for his crucifixion. And so the Passover lamb was chosen and the Lord Jesus Christ entered the city. As you look at the New Testament text, you discover that on Monday the Lord Jesus Christ went past a fig tree And that fig tree was cursed because it had no fruit. It looked like it had fruit. It had all the appearance of fruit. But there was nothing there to nourish. And what a picture that was of the religious leaders of the day. Oh, they looked like they were religious. They looked like they were worshiping God. They looked like they were pleasing God. But they were empty. And there was nothing there to nourish the people. He went to the temple. And he found there that they were selling, merchandising God's house. 
Oh, they were selling that which could be offered as sacrifices to God. But it was all so that their own lives would be enriched. It had nothing to do with the worship of God. It had absolutely nothing to do with praising God and honoring God and recognizing His place in their lives. It was to fill their own pockets. And you remember He drove them out of the temple and said, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. That all took place on Monday. The fig tree withered as the disciples came back the next day and discovered what had happened. The religious authorities were condemned as they questioned what Jesus was doing with them. Perhaps on Wednesday, Jesus went to the chief priests and offered to sell his Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Now, certainly Judas was one who betrayed, was the one who betrayed the Lord. But that was all part of God's plan. God knew what was going on. This did not take God by surprise. And perhaps even Judas wanted to push Christ forward to start the rebellion, to free them from Rome, so that their captivity would, would no longer be part of their lives and they would be released into the kingdom. We don't know what his motives were, but the reality is he was the one who identified Christ in the garden. And then, on that day, we discover the Last Supper. The day when the disciples met. Scripture tells us that all the preparations had been brought together. Scripture tells us that they had acknowledged that this was going to take place and, and they met. And it was at that time that Jesus said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do and remember to me. This cup is the new covenant of my blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. He also humbled himself and washed the disciples' feet. Even the one who would leave that place to betray him And you remember what Peter said. Peter said, Lord, not just my feet, but my whole body. And that wasn't the point, was it? The point was that there in front of them was the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. We celebrate this morning what we call a communion service, the Lord's table. The order and meaning is given to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where it says the same night in which he was, was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had broken, he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. 
in a modern day Jewish service, they will use matzah bread. And as you look at this wafer, this cracker, you discover that it is pierced and scarred. And they would take three crackers, actually, and put them together in what is called an afikoman. Now, there are some who believe that that had to do with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, the fathers of Israel. There are some who look at it as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the way I like to look at it. Because during the service, they would take the middle cracker, And they would break it. Placing the middle cracker back in the afikoman and placing the broken cracker in another cloth that would later be found and put back where it belonged. Jesus on the cross said, My God, my God, why has you forsaken me? And what a picture. As that cracker was broken, he was taken away, buried in a borrowed tomb. But then, three days later, he rose again and he was reunited with the Father. That's all this. In remembrance of him. As we understand what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Scripture tells us that he took the cup after supper. There were four cups in the Seder service. The third of which was at the end of the meal. It was the cup of redemption. And that was the cup that he held up and said, this cup is the New Testament. Redemption. New Testament, new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Redemption. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it, we sing. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child, and forever. Help me. I am. The Passover Lamb was killed. Monday, Thursday. We talk about Good Friday. And we recognize that as He was killed, He was placed in a borrowed tomb. Certainly prepared well. Nicodemus had gone and requested the body of the Lord. And there he had been laid. And all of their dreams, they thought, had been shattered. Passover would begin actually sundown on Thursday because the Jewish day you know goes from sundown to sundown. And it was there that the Jews celebrated the Apikomen. They celebrated the cup of redemption. They celebrated what God was doing in their lives. On Friday, the feast of the unleavened bread would be begun. The cleansing the recognition of humility, the understanding of what God had done. 
Saturday was the weekly Sabbath. The day in which they set aside all of their mundane dealings. And then as we read, on the first day of the week, Sunday. The first day of the week. Don't you hate those calendars that group Saturday and Sunday for the weekend? This was the first day of the week. First fruits would begin. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ would be a reality. We are going to celebrate believers' baptism, which pictures the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. In Romans chapter 6 we read, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us have, who have been baptized into Christ, Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too should walk in newness of life. I see three truths very quickly. Number one, we are to live in his grace. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God this morning? For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are to walk in newness of life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passing away. Behold, all things are becoming new. And that's progressive sanctification in our lives. And then we are to understand that we are united in his resurrection. Because he lives, we shall live also. Amen? And not only shall we live, we do live the abundant life that God has given to us through His Son. The week had been a challenging week. I cannot imagine the roller coaster of emotion that had gone in their lives but as a week that God planned out so that you and I might sit here today and celebrate God's demonstration of love through His Son, Jesus Christ. 